Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. Okay, here we are having our last breakfast in our old house. The movers ought to be showing up soon. Are you excited? I am so excited about this bowl of cereal. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go with second string cereal because I finished my last box of Cheerios and I didn't want to open a new one on moving day. Well, this week we have something a little bit different for you. We are broadcasting from our new home studio, which is in our new home. Which will explain, if you can tell the difference, why it might sound a little bit different. So you may or may not remember, about three years ago, we did an episode of Eyes on Success about what it's like to move, especially if one of you is blind, and especially if you're going cross-country. So we haven't done anything quite that extreme this go-round. We just moved a few miles closer to the town of Golden, Colorado. And we'll hear more about that in just a moment. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip is also going to be something a little bit different. Instead of a tip, we will be soliciting input from you, our listeners. So we'd like to hear from you if you'd like to contribute. What we're trying to do is put together a show of what positive outcomes people may have experienced from being socially isolated at home during the coronavirus pandemic. And we thought that if you'd like to submit a two to three minute audio at the most to us, that we could possibly use your audio with perhaps some editing in it to include in our show to give other listeners an understanding or a view of how people have coped with this and some of the positive results that might have come out of it. So just as an example, we used to get together every Friday with a bunch of friends in Rochester, New York, and we moved to Golden, Colorado three years ago, and they've still been getting together every Friday. Well, now the restaurants are all closed, so they're doing it over Zoom, and they included us, and it's really terrific being back as part of that group and interacting with those people every Friday. So if you'd like to contribute an audio clip for possible inclusion in the show. Let me give you a few tips. You can record this on your iPhone or if you have some better audio equipment such as a headset microphone or just a nice audio microphone and keep it short, keep it approximately two minutes or so so we can include as many as possible from as many listeners as we can and try to do it in a room with few echoes. A small room is ideal with rugs and maybe wall hangings. That'll help make the audio quality a little bit better so that others will be able to understand it and enjoy it. So anyway, you can send us a link via Dropbox or a send space of your audio and We'll see what happens and what kind of contributions we get to that. So thank you in advance for your contributions to an upcoming episode of Eyes on Success. And you can send those contributions to our email address, hosts at eyesonsuccess.net.
Well, that wasn't our usual breaker tune. That was the first thing I heard Pete playing on the piano in its new home. There wasn't a stitch of furniture in the house, and he sat down at the piano that had just been moved in and played What a Wonderful World. It was like playing it in a big concert hall. Let's start by learning about how we got involved in moving again. Well, basically, after three years in Golden, Colorado, and loving every minute of it, frankly, I got itchy to move, partly because of issues with our original location, most of which included the ability to walk to downtown Golden, and we have fixed that problem. We were a little bit far from downtown Golden, although we made the trek once. It took about two hours one way, but we had to put on hiking boots and go over the mesa and then finally get into the other side of the mesa where we could walk into town. So it was a bit of a trek. And many of our friends these days, since we've moved here, turn out to live in downtown Golden, and we spend a lot of time there. So we wanted to be within walking distance of downtown. Also, there was another reason. Oh, I wanted a view. Part of my impression of Golden is that it's in this location of incredible natural beauty. And the new house is positioned partway up one of the mesas, the one that Pete talked about us having to walk across to get into town. And we've got great views of the mesa and in the opposite direction, great views of the entire front range. And it's just awesome. And although I can't see the views directly, it's really enjoyable to me when Nancy wakes up in the morning and looks out our back window and says, wow, you should see the mountains out there in the sky. Or when she's taking a shower and looking through the window over the jacuzzi and saying, wow, look at that. I was expecting to have trouble getting her out of the shower in the morning. Yeah, well, it turns out when I get out of the shower, I see the views on the other side of the house, so it's not a big challenge. And there are also special nice things for me. I get to hear the birds in the trees outside of our house. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is our recent move from one part of Golden, Colorado to another part. And we had been looking for months, maybe six or eight months, and this house came on the market and we went to see it the day after it was listed and we walked in the front door and Pete, who can't see anything, stepped one foot into the foyer and said, wow, this is really nice. You know, even if you can't see, there is a certain experience between the audio and the feel of a room. You just know you're in a big space and it's a nice space. There were some houses we looked at where I'd step in the front door two or three steps and I immediately wanted to get out. This house, though, I knew it was a very nice house as soon as I walked in the door. So once we got in the front door and got our initial impression of each house, like everybody else who goes to visit a house they're thinking about buying, we had to explore each house and, you know, with Pete being totally blind, that was a little bit different from how a sighted pair would do it. Our realtor 
I must give her credit. She was very patient. We would go to these houses. Many people would brush through in 10 or 15 minutes, just walk through each room, glance into the rooms and see what the house was all about. But, you know, Nancy had to describe each of these rooms. I had to get a feel for what was outside the windows and a layout of the house. And so it took some time. We spent, you know, sometimes 45 minutes or an hour at each house we were looking at. So pretty much every room we walked into, I would describe the shape, the ambiance, the windows, the view, maybe even the color, although that's easy to fix. And then we'd have to walk back and forth in each direction, sometimes numerous times because we'd walk into the kitchen, I'd walk Pete back and forth so we could get a feel of how big the kitchen is. But then there was a sitting room right next to it and to get the feel of how the two rooms worked together, we'd be back and forth and from one side of one room to the opposite side of the other room. And our poor realtor was so patient. Well, then, of course, the other thing is when you're seeing other people's houses, they're still living there and they have their furniture in it. So I wasn't quite as free to investigate a room as I would like to have been. So anyway, we found this house. It went on the market on Friday, March 6th. We saw it Saturday morning. We had a signed contract that night. And Monday, less than two days later, the whole world fell apart. And that started the coronavirus pandemic. And so we were very antsy about whether we should go through with the deal or find some way of backing out for several weeks. We were back and forth on what to do because it was clearly a time when people would be more nervous about making transitions. And we were very nervous, but we sucked it up and decided to go through with it. And this is a great house. Here we are. So having decided to go through with the deal, then there was paperwork, which Fortunately, maybe these days a lot of so-called paperwork is electronic, but that wasn't always a benefit. Well, let me tell you, as much as they tell you some of these things are accessible, they really aren't. And some of the documents, although I might be able to read them, they weren't easy to read because they had line numbers at the beginning of each line of text, which interrupted the flow of what I was listening to. Some documents just weren't very accessible at all, had lots of graphics and all. So I perused as many of the electronic documents as I could on my own, but I really relied on Nancy to go through some of the details. And then after I perused it, we'd get together and go over some of the things she saw and combine them with some of the impressions that I got of the documents just to make sure we we're doing the right thing. And then even though we had e-signed every single one of these documents, when we got to the closing, they needed what, this is a new term, to us at least, a wet signature, which basically means we needed to sign them all over again in pen, on paper, and because of the pandemic, in the front seat of the car. We sat in the front seat of that car for nearly two hours with our masks on as people would pass us piles of paper every few minutes to sign and we'd pass them back and Nancy would lean over from the driver's seat and line up my pen on the piece of paper where I was supposed to sign and it was an incredible process. Pretty boring. Oh, it took forever. So 
We closed on the house. We signed all the papers. We got the keys. We started the process of moving in the house. And that was almost a month ago at this point, And Pete is still learning his way around. Well, it's very interesting for me walking into a new house, first of all, with a layout that I have to learn. But particularly when you walk into the house before you move in and before your furniture has moved in, now it's a big empty cavern. And I had no points of navigation except the walls. And this house turns out to be a very open design with very few walls. So I felt I was in this big open space and I was completely lost for the first few days. Now, of course, the side benefit of this is that that's part of what makes this house so cool, but it has been a little bit of a challenge for Pete to learn his way around, and in particular, when you walk into the foyer, the core of the house has some short corridors that go off at 45 degrees to the rest of the house, and so there are all these angles that aren't 90 degrees. It was interesting. Before we had fully moved in, we hadn't moved from our old house, which is only a few miles from here yet. And we were cleaning up this house just to get it prepared for moving over all of our stuff. And I was down in the basement cleaning some particular area where Nancy had me, you know, in one corner. So I knew where I was. Pete likes being in a corner. And she was upstairs cleaning. And I had finished my little area and I figured, okay, I'm going to go over to the other side of the basement and clean one of the bathrooms. Well, I took my cane with me because it was really wide open. And as Nancy said, there aren't many rectangular walls. There was no furniture down there and I was just bound to get lost. So I tapped my way along the walls. It took me nearly 15 minutes to find the bathroom and then I had to find my way back. But fortunately, you found your way around the house eventually. Well, and now once I've been roaming around like one of those Rumba vacuum cleaners for a couple of weeks and there's furniture in the house to help me navigate, it's getting a lot more simple. So we owned the house. We were going to move. We had set a moving date two weeks after the closing date to give us some time to make some repairs, clean the house get it ready for moving in all of our furniture. Because frankly, some things are a lot easier done when there's no furniture in the house. And as with the previous house, we wanted to refinish the hardwood floors. So we called back the same guy and George kindly refinished the hardwood floors and they're gorgeous. And that led to one of our first accidents in the house. Nancy was downstairs in the basement doing some cleaning, and I figured, well, as long as I was upstairs, I would polish some of the bookshelves that were in the room that eventually became the room for my grand piano. And after I was done with that, I thought, well, she's all the way downstairs. I'm not too familiar with getting down there, and I'll just do something else. Well, there were some wooden banisters that lined the periphery of the living room. So I figured I would start polishing those banisters. And I did. From inside the piano room, I followed the banister into the front hallway, across the stairs, to the other side of the stairs, and the banister. And it turned out, unbeknownst to me, I hadn't been paying attention, the floor had changed from tile to the newly finished wood floor, which hadn't dried yet. George came back 
And Pete got lucky because George was able to fix the problem. Phew. So then we had to pack. You can't get everything from one house to another without putting it in some sort of containers. And we would like to thank our friend Mary for suggesting that we move the clothing in luggage, which was a whole lot easier than getting it in and out of boxes. And every time we came over from the old house to the new house, we brought a couple of suitcases and then we took the clothes out of the suitcases. We never even took it off the hangers and hung it up in the closet. And so that made moving a lot easier, but there was still a lot of packing to do. It certainly was a lot of work, but a lot less work than moving cross-country and a lot less stressful than it was three years ago. This, we could take our time, move some stuff, a couple loads a day in the car, and sort things out. And meanwhile, because it was during the period of the pandemic, people weren't allowed to see our house. So although we had it on the market, it was listed, no one was allowed to come and view the house as a potential buyer which was in some ways relaxing, but in some ways nerve-wracking because it would have been nice to sell the old house immediately after contracting to buy the new house, but that couldn't happen. But one thing having this be a local move allowed us to do was as we packed each set of boxes, rather than having them pile up in the old house where we were still living, we were taking a carload of boxes from the old house to the new house and pretty much in the process keeping the boxes out of Pete's way so he didn't have all those tripping hazards. Well, fortunately, Nancy was very good about that because not only was I lost in the new house without the furniture and it being a new layout, but there was a lot of potential for me to crash into piles of boxes or furniture that had potentially moved in the old house as we were packing up and organizing items to move to the new house. So we were all packed up. We had had the hardwood floors refinished. This, of course, created a lot of dust. So then we needed a commercial carpet cleaner to come in and clean the carpets. And then after all of that had dried, we were ready to actually move. And moving day came, and that's always exciting. We had four strong men and two kind of medium-sized trucks, and the men were moving so fast, and not all four of them in the same place at the same time. So what I did was to carry my cane with me, even inside the house, because although I told them I was blind, that doesn't always register and people forget while they're working, but I figured if I had my cane, first of all, it'd be a marker to them to watch out for me. And second of all, since furniture was disappearing and everything was moving, it would be a little safer for me to wander around. But mostly I tried to cower in a closet or in a corner and stay out of people's ways. And we both had our masks on dutifully. Well, and the other thing is it was a beautiful spring day and they didn't take the chairs off the front patio until practically the last item. So Pete could hang out on the front patio in the nice weather. Nothing like sitting there while other people are working with your iPhone and your AirPods plugged in. <laughs> yeah, he was a really good supervisor. I read a lot of the news that day. So we moved all our stuff. We moved ourselves. We started sleeping, living, eating, everything else 
in the new house, and we've been settling in for the last two weeks. We've got most, but frankly, not all of the boxes emptied out, but we've got the important stuff put away. Fortunately, we have our studies put together and our recording studio here so we could do this show. But we have most of the living stuff, our living room, our bedroom, our kitchen, things put away. And mostly trying to get settled the guest room. And Nancy has a shop downstairs. She likes to do little home repair tasks. So she has organized her workbench and all of her tools down there. And that's almost in order, right? Almost in order. I still have to put up the pegboard. So I've got the tools that I use most often least conveniently located, but I'm working around it. And of course, when you move into a new place, there's always something that needs a little tweaking or fixing here and there. So you've kept most of your tools accessible. And of course, the other thing that happens when you move into a new house, as organized as we tend to be, and as much as we tend to plan ahead, and as much as we thought we knew where we were going to put everything, It turns out you put it where you thought you wanted it, and that's not as convenient as it might be. So stuff keeps moving. Not so much the furniture. The only furniture that's moved is Pete's study, and that only got rearranged twice so far. So that's always interesting. But the odds and ends, you know, where do you put the pots? Where do you put the napkins? Where do you put whatever it is? And so... We'll be getting ready to do whatever. And Pete says, where's the such and such? I'm like, I don't know. I think it might be over there. But if it's not there, ask me again. It's just like the old Helen Keller joke. Do you know how they punished Helen Keller when she was bad? They rearranged the furniture. The thing I think is funny is, as I mentioned, this house is a very open design with very few walls. And we had a fair amount of artwork and wall hangings on the wall in our old house. And all of that now is residing safely in a tub in one of our unused bathrooms until we figure out what to do with it. And then I put a barricade of boxes near the tub so that nobody could get to the tub and turn on the water by accident. So our last remaining challenge, and it's a miracle we've been able to record this show at all, we decided to start using Xfinity Comcast for our internet and television provider, largely because they have an accessible remote control that has speech input and speech output. But we ran into an issue with that. And maybe this is a tip for other people who are considering moving. We called up Comcast about two weeks before we moved and told them the day we were moving and said the next day we'd like our internet service turned on. They said, yeah, we have access there. So they came the day after we moved and the technician spent about an hour here and he couldn't get anything to work. It turned out that something must have settled in the soil and the cable was broken and hadn't actually been used for many years and they had to bury a whole new line. Well, that meant scheduling it for another two weeks because then the town had to come out and mark where the electrical lines and the water lines and the gas lines were. And then Comcast still has to come out and connect our service to the house. So my advice is if you're moving someplace, Maybe it could have the internet turned on before you move in rather than afterwards. It's been very frustrating not having internet. 
But fortunately, our cell phone provider, thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic, has given us lots of extra data that we can use. So we turned our telephones into hotspots and we're connecting to the internet from the computers through the cell phones, which is completely backwards. So there's one positive experience that we had during the COVID-19 pandemic. So that one's taken. You can't send that one in. About all the extra data. So that gives you kind of an overview of our move. We're pretty much settled in and we're still trying to sell the other house. Fortunately, the past week, we're allowed to start showing it to people and some people have been wandering through. So I guess we just have to be patient. Wish us luck. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how we've been connecting with others in our new home. Well, you move into a new home and you get new neighbors and you know everybody's curious who moved into that house and in addition in golden people tend to spend a lot of time outdoors largely because the weather is so great so we've been meeting the neighbors well that's one thing very nice about being out here in colorado it's often very nice weather and many people are often sitting out on their front porches or the kids are playing in the front yard And these days, a lot more people are home than are usually home because they might be working from home or uh, unfortunately just not working or just staying home to be safe. So as we take our daily walks through the neighborhood and around some of the hiking trails around here, we've run into lots of the neighbors. And with masks on, we can't tell if they're smiling or not, but they all seem pretty happy and they all seem pretty nice so far. Another thing we mentioned three years ago when we did the episode about moving cross-country was that a great resource in most towns is the local visitor center. And they've got all sorts of information about what's going on in town. And we made great use of the visitor center when we moved here three years ago because we were full of questions. Well, within three years, we thought we knew all of the answers. And in January, I started as a volunteer at the visitor center answering questions for other people who were either in town as tourists or who had just moved. And it was kind of fun from either side. And then two months later, the visitor center got shut down because of the pandemic. So I'm not volunteering at the visitor center anymore, but it's still a great resource if you're moving to a new town. So anyway, that's a little bit about our new move. And remember, if you'd like to submit a short two-minute or so audio piece on something positive that might have happened during or because of the social isolation or COVID pandemic isolation that we're doing at home, you can send that to us at host at eyesonsuccess.net. Just send the audio via Dropbox, SendSpace, or some other type of method. That's it for show number 2023. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be doing an encore presentation of an episode from a few years ago in which we talked about Comcast Innovations in Accessible Television. 
We spoke with Tom Vladowski, the vice president of accessibility at Comcast, about their solutions that provide the blind with almost complete access to all functions of working their television. And after we finally get our internet installed from Comcast, we'll be letting you know what my experience is like. Hope to catch you next week. Stay safe. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy, and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.